Support this podcast and keep us going. Go to everydaynovelist.com slash support to join up. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 936. Today we hear from Ian, who asks... In a recent question about how to get beyond a first novel, you used the term burner novel in reference to letting a first book go. Assuming the every writer has one million words of crap to get through rule, how many books should one consider as practice novels? Even at 100,000 words per novel, that's ten novels worth of crap. All of them. Is there an encouraging progression to hope for where the learning of a craft pays off, say, 250, 500, 750,000 words? Um, All of them should be practice novels, including the ones that on your deathbed you look back and you're proudest of, because you don't want to be resting on your laurels. In terms of what, of how many it should be before you should be expecting to be professional quality, it's really hard to say. There's writing a novel. There's a stack of skills that goes into it. There's being able to write well. There's being able to write character and dialogue well. There's being able to do plot well, and then there's being able to manage dramatic tension over a long piece well. Some of these come naturally to some people, and other things don't, and what comes naturally to you is going to vary. Um, some people who write a lot of nonfiction in their, uh, for their day job, or who have been through a lot of school, so they've done a lot of essays, people like that have already gotten a lot of that million words out of their way, and they're just now, in their early novels, they're just working on the stuff that is peculiar to the fiction and novel form. And if you've also written a lot of short stories, you're just then working on what's peculiar to the novel form. So it can be anywhere from zero, meaning that your first book is unexpectedly good for a debut novelist, to 20 or 30. And it really depends on the way that you learn and how you structure your, um, how you structure your challenges. There's an art to picking what novel you're going to do, where you can, where you mostly play to your strengths and then push yourself out in one or two areas where you know you need improvement. And that, if you can get that art form down, you hit the sweet spot, because then you're pretty much guaranteed to do a decent job every time. If you can pull that off, then the thing about the burner novel is almost all emotional, because there's also an emotional skill set that goes with writing and publishing novels, and it has a lot to do with learning to let it go. Especially if you've done a lot of those other kinds of writing, a lot of those other kinds of writing are seriously revision-heavy, and fiction isn't. But at least, I mean, you can write revision-heavy fiction, but even if you do, it's not revision-heavy in the same way that nonfiction is. Mm-hmm. And so, learning to let go of, especially the um, obsession over phrasing and, and, and ordering of sentences and word choice, those are all really important skills to have. 
and they're important to keep developing, but you don't want to delay a novel's release for them. What you want to do is make sure you've got a good, solid story. And if you've got a good, solid story, you can be a pretty bad writer, but still hold your audience very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like Twilight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be fair. Stephanie Myers is not a bad writer. She trained under some really good people. But uh, actually, Fifty Shades of Grey is a much better example. Um, a lot of what you see in the fan fiction world, the storytelling is so good, even when the writing is pretty bad. But people stick through and read them because the storytelling is good. And your minimum viable product, and if you forgive me importing a tech industry term, your minimum viable product in a novel is a story that holds the reader. And something that doesn't have too many typos, because that can kick a reader out for reasons unrelated to the story. If you got those two things, you've got something that's releasable. Now, you may not be artistically satisfied with it. You may not even want to put your name on it. And that's okay, because you can always publish under a pen name. But the process of learning to let it go and put it up and beginning to learn publicity with book one, which I wish I had done. It would have uh, saved me a lot of time right now, because that's what most of my energy is devoted to at the moment when I'm not dealing with... uh, practical stuff like rebuilding half the engine in my truck and trying to get us back up onto the ranch for keeps. Um, I would be writing a lot more right now when I am a very good writer than I am if I wasn't having to deal with learning publicity from the ground up because I put it off until I had a big backlog of books so that I would be able to publicize many things at once. My bet was that it would be a highly leveraged position which it is, and hopefully it'll pay off. But I tell you, right now, at this point in my career, all I want to be doing is writing. So I find it annoying, and I would have been a happier guy if I had followed some of my peers and learned publicity and marketing right off. So for me, even if strategically it might have been a right call, in terms of, emo- in terms of my emotional comfort with where I'm at, it was the wrong call. So... That's something else that you can start learning right away. So it's a bit of a roundabout answer, um, because there is no golden rule of thumb that you can use. But those are the different pieces that you want to look at to figure out when your burner novels will be done. Um, For me, it was the third novel, I think it was, was where I started putting them up. Uh, The first novel was a epic fantasy that really, really reads like it was a first novel. And the second novel <coughs> was the first attempt to write what became the Joss Kyle books, which is the big series I'm working on now. And the third novel was years later, someone convinced me, I had given up novel writing, someone had convinced me to pull those out of mothballs and give them another look. And I did, and I stripped them down and rewrote them from the ground up. So that was the third novel. And that was the one that saw the light of day. So, for what that's worth, um, but of course I also did a lot of other writing over the years. I wrote nonfiction books, I wrote screenplays, I've written God knows how many essays, I wrote articles for Linux Journal and other Linux publications, I wrote, I was a movie critic for the college newspaper, I did a lot of You were writing short stories in between the 
the second and third novel. That's true, I did. I wrote quite a few, and some of those have seen the light of day, like The Coffee Service and We Create Worlds and mm-hmm. Angels Unawares. Those were all from that from that fallow period in between when I wasn't writing novels. So, um, yeah, that's what we got. Hope it helps. Thank you very much for writing in. Please do send more questions. We're running to the end of the buffer. And we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.